to the Advocate Podcast. I'm your host, Tay Nubis. Here where we talk about everything that's going on in life, from music to sports to just anything that's popping in social media. Today, my guest, I have Jordan. What's up, what's up? And I have the Miss Beautiful Akira. Why are you putting out my government name? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my bad. But uh, so we have a lot of topics to get into today for our first episode. Um, I guess we could first start off with who's been trending a lot for the past month, I guess so, with uh, Drake. Now, Drake just dropped his uh, album that was anticipated, um, Scorpion. Some people liked it. Some people loved it. Some people like <laughs> me could have lived without it. Um, I figured it was... Not as well. I didn't expect it to be like this. I actually thought it would be better because Drake has been using a lot of different influences lately. Like a more life, he had like a, a Caribbean tone, and lately he's been dropping songs with a more bounce vibe, like a New Orleans vibe. Yeah, and he didn't he didn't show any of that. So, what what do you guys think about Scorpion not having a different, you know, vibe I, I, to it? I guess you said a different theme because you know Drake. There's a different theme on every Yeah, album. yeah, a theme. I mean, he kind of did. Because, what's that song, Kiki? Yeah. Um, in my, I'm in my feelings. Yeah. I mean, that, was, that was technically a bounce record, too, wasn't it? I guess. Uh, I attempted an attempted bounce. Yeah, it was, it was an attempt. It didn't go over so well. Exactly. And then, you know, Nice For What? I mean, he only had two songs like that, but he didn't go in one direction. But uh, I thought you, I thought you like, like Side A, Tay. Uh, after I listened to it a couple more times, I was like, "Yeah, this shit." Nah. I mean, I still think it's nine for twenty-five, but it 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 was a side A was much better than side B. I will admit that. I will say that. Yeah, side B was underwhelming, to say the least. But I I think that Drake couldn't do what he wanted to do because he had to do damage control because of Pusha T. Yeah, yeah. What like, you think, Auntie? Um, I'm really not a Drake fan anymore. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I'm just really just not interested in anything Drake has to produce. I mean, he do have a couple bops that are bops. Um, yeah. But other than that, like, I'm not interested in his albums. I'm really just not interested in the niggas that went from mixtapes to albums because their whole entire craft is, like, watered down and it's just it's <laughs> boring. It's, it's nothing new. It's like Drake gave the same album over and over again. The only difference is... He just changed the filter. He changed, and he just got new cover art. It's like, how <laughs> y'all niggas listening to the same exact albums over and over and over again? And then, to the defense of, well, Pusha T does the same thing, but Pusha drops albums so far um, in between from each other, it really doesn't even matter when he drops. Like, he already got his, his bread and butter. It don't even matter. When he does drop something, it's like, damn, a breath of fresh air. So, do not equate Drake and Pusha T because of the beat and what's going on. Drake could have kept that album, but like um, <laughs> Jordan said, he had to do damage control, and he pushed that album out quicker than I think he wanted to push it out because of everything that was going on. Uh-huh. Period. Just like Degrassi. Like, why, why the fuck would you make that damn video Degrassi? What, what was the song? What was the name of the song? I'm upset. Oh, I'm upset. I'm upset. <laughs> why would you... Why... <laughs> How 
are you so angry at your baby mama? You go and have a Degrassi reunion for the music video. Like, that made no sense to me. So, Drake right now, he is in complete damage control uh, mode and is boring, is ill-advised, and he needs to sit the fuck down somewhere and go and spend time with his son. Period. Just like Nikki need to stop rapping and find something else to do. Like, their run is over. Done. I ain't got nothing else to say about Drake. <laughs> I, feel, I feel you. I mean, you, you said everything need to be said, honestly. And you, you know what? You're not the only one that feels that way. Because, a matter of fact, um, a fellow Twitch streamer, uh, Ninja, he went on his Twitch and said that, well, a fan asked, was he going to buy Drake's album Scorpion? And Ninja was like, does he buy my shit? But, well, yes. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, everyone is pretty much sick of Drake's shit. He's a culture vulture. Hold on. I, I got to ask you this, Tay. What the hell does Ninja sell? He uh he sells merch for like gamers and stuff. He has a lot of merch actually. He he um like clothing, um shit. stuff for keyboards. He 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 has a lot of merchandise that people doesn't know about. That's shit but, crazy. Yeah, That's he's crazy. he's yeah he he making moves. We need to start Twitch streaming. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he was he him and you know a couple other people have said that Drake steals you know flows and stuff. Cause I mean he had nothing to gain from twitching with uh Ninja. No. Nah. I mean, I mean, I feel like it was a business move, though. I don't really blame him for doing it. Yeah, but, but I mean, I mean, at, at some point, you gotta be like, okay, dude, you don't did a lot of. I mean, you don't did too much. Like, come on, like, it's it's, it's getting old, pretty much. But, I mean, I mean, I think a lot. I think a lot of major artists tend to do that, though, with the whole trying to latch on to something new to help make themselves seem new, especially with artists like Drake, because Drake, I feel like, hasn't been. I don't think he's that dynamic in the fact that he can uh, reinvent himself as a as a rapper, so to speak. And so he, instead of becoming a better rapper, he just latches on to new sounds and does something with them to make himself more fresh, so to speak. Yeah, he's more into finding ways to get more money than to actually approving his craft, which is a big no-go for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm a hip-hop peer, so I, I don't really... I don't like the whole. Well, I, I'm glad I like when artists make money, but I don't like the whole sacrificing your content in order to make money. But you Thanks. know, sh- shout out to Drake though. He he put rap, he put rap um in the front of all the other genres of music. So I got I give him a shout out for that. But that's about it. So uh, speaking of rap, uh, we 2018 has been a great music, great year for music so far. Well, to me, in my opinion, I feel like it's. The second best year out of the past decade after 2015. I mean, we had a lot of great content from EPs to mixtapes to albums. So I'm going to ask you guys what are your top five albums? I'll start with you, Auntie. Um, I got to go with J Rock. I got to go with Nipsey. Yeah. Um, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then Tiana, like, Tiana's like a hit or miss. She got really cute box. Um, that album stays on repeat. Um, and then that's, I mean, put, I could add Pusha T, but at the same time, it's like, mm, it's, mm, I don't know. I see. I love Pusha T album. Like for, for, yeah. for like most people, like they say, like he does, he talks about the same thing, but what makes, right. I mean, I like it for the, the, the flow wise. Like I just love lyrical yes. shit and because the music right now is so saturated with um shit that ain't lyrical it's like a breath of fresh air but you know people that don't really listen to music and always debate and put in pop artists it's like bro i don't even want to argue with you no more <laughs> so um and then j cole like that's those is like my top right now i could add cardi but 
ain't really been feeling ratchet. Like I'm just not. <laughs> I, my book really ain't been it for you know for Cardi. But I mean, I guess. Well, no, I ain't got that's that's my top right now. That's continuously Same going. Uh, I think mine's probably had to be Victory Lap number one, cause that shit was fire. Shout out to Nipsey Hussle. Uh, Daytona, love Daytona. I love like a lot. Like I said, a lot of people think that Push T just talk about the same thing over and over again. You know, sometimes he do. But what makes you a great artist is when you can spin it every time and make it sound brand new. And that's what he said. That's what that's yes. what he does as a lyricist. Mm-hmm. I never get tired of him talking about crack. I just I just never will, cause he's he's that great of an artist. Uh, I love Kid C Ghost. I thought it was fire. I was that's that's probably the first time I've enjoyed Kid Cudi on a in in music period for about four or five years because I didn't like his last two to three albums. Uh, album, it was an album called Big Boston with Payroll Giovanni and Cardo Got Wings, and it's like it's these two Detroit. No, one's from Detroit, one is from Texas, but the album sounds like some a West Coast artist would make, and it's just it just this is like a lot of summer vibes on it. It's a real dope album. That's that's my top five. Okay. Um, we got a lot of similarities. I think my top five would be number one, Nipsey Hussle with uh Victory Lap. Um he man, he brought back West Coast West Coast flows with that one. He literally didn't miss on the album. Nah. Um <laughs> it, it was hard lyricism. He he it was a it was a dope ass album. It's the best album to me this year so far. And, and it's crazy because it was on like I mean, it was it was like sixteen songs maybe, and I didn't feel the need to skip any of the song when I listened to it. Exactly, like he from the intro all the way to the outro. I mean, it was it was straight fire. I mean, yeah, shout out to Nipsey. Uh, number two, uh, I would go with Daytona. Um, again, I didn't feel like I needed to skip any of those songs. Um, I don't feel like. I mean, shit. How can how many can you skip? It's like seven. <laughs> That's true. Not even like five minutes. <laughs> I mean, but hey, I mean, but hey, uh, I feel like I like the the le- the least amount of songs. I feel like it's better because like if you're um coming around with, it, I feel like the difference between Pusha and Nipsey, and then you have an artist like Drake is Drake tries to show versatility, and when you have versatility, Drake okay. do too much. Yeah, Drake that's what I'm saying. It Drake has too doesn't much. understand his fan base. That's why he does so much. But see, the thing is, he understands his fan base. His fan base is starting to become, you know, like a ton of white people. So he knows he entering that pop lane. So he knows as long as I make pop records, I'm gonna become even bigger. So Drake does understand that much. He just kind he a pop artist. He already yeah. know it don't even matter. It's the method behind the, the the madness with the formulas and the industry and shit like that. Like yeah. the way that they brain this shit is brainwashing. Like to be honest with you, I I don't even know how Drake. Is, like I don't know how they maintain keeping these people in these positions, th- besides brainwashing. Like the, the shit's crazy. But go back, go ahead with your um your top. Uh, number three. Uh, y'all not gonna agree with it, but this shit boxed me. It was uh Takashi Six Nine with Day Six Nine. That shit turned. I get turned off of it. I do. Okay. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. Hey, uh, <laughs> that wasn't it. Bro. <laughs> I mean, we was doing so good. <laughs> I mean, but <laughs> yeah, y'all know what no. type of part, person I am. Y'all know I like that wild shit. And I see, and like, I like, I like the Kush album. I thought, it was, I thought it was a cool little mixtape. It was just that I didn't like the fact that he stayed at one volume the entire album. I like and that, any, and didn't go anywhere else. Like it was just like one volume the entire time, and then like every song was just like heavy bass laden, and it was just like I'm like, I ain't gonna say every song sound the same. But every song was pretty similar because he didn't do anything different most of the time on the songs. 
That's why that was my problem with it. Which is true. He didn't, but that shit box. I'm standing. I ain't gonna stun. I ain't gonna stun. Any of them songs come on. I'm just hard. I just it's a project. I ain't I wasn't really crazy about it. My um number three, I mean number four album that I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with uh NBA Youngboy. Um his album. It was a great what's, album. It was, what's it even called? What's uh, the name of it? Until Death Calls My Name. Yeah, it's about suicide. Yeah, that's, that's some dark ass shit. Yeah, it's very, it's very dark. But he got some bops. It's like you know how Future talks about being depressed and coding and shit. Young yep. boy on the same shit. But you know, it, it's it's turn. It's, I like this shit. Isn't he nineteen? Yeah, nineteen. Yeah, I think it's about nineteen, eighteen, nineteen with uh three kids because one of them not his now. But that's that's a story for another day. Yeah. Uh, we would say the best song on there. Uh. The best, like, I would say the best overall song would probably be Outside Today, but my favorite song on there is uh, Diamond T Samurai because it got that uh, New Orleans flow on it, yeah. New Orleans beat, you know, driving down the street, bumping that shit, yelling out the window, saying, fuck the ops and shit. Yeah, it, it, it rides. My little brother loved that song. He tried, he tried to get me on Young Boy. He sent me that song and said, oh, you love this, Jordan. I love the um, ode to um, Lil Wayne on there. Yeah, yeah, the uh, hot the block is, yeah, yeah, the block is hot. I fucks with it. But uh, my fifth album that I liked this year so far was uh, actually a debut album from um, Key Glock. He's a Memphis rapper. Um, he had he 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 um, surprised me with it because I honestly wasn't a big Key Glock fan, fan uh, a couple years ago when he first came out. But his debut album he shot me because it was um, he he was pretty much coming on the scene like I'm new and I'm I'm trying to take over for the young crew. It, it wasn't a mumble yeah. rap; it was lyrical lyrical rap, but it was also trap. Which is, which is like not so heard of because most trap rap mm-hmm. is like mumble rap now. This is a lyrical trap album. Yeah, I know I've heard a lot of great things about Key Glock. I haven't got around to listening to him. You know, Mero. You know, usually he hates like trap rappers, but he told yeah. me he told me Key Glock pretty good. So I yeah. so I probably get around to it eventually. Yeah, those are my top five. But another the uh, you know, if it wasn't for those, my next two would be actually some females. Um, it would be Cardi B with Privacy, which I hated the first time I heard it, but after I listened to it a, co- a couple times, she it was actually a good album, you know, for her and her fan base. It wasn't, yeah. you know, something yeah. that a, a man that is into lyrical, you know, Jay-Z type of rap would like, but if you're into, like, just hearing an artist express yourself and, like, ratcheting it, it's a good album. It uh, really like- is. I felt like Cardi B did her thing. Like, she went on she went on the album and made ratchet anthems. That's, that's who she is. That's the kind of artist she is. And a lot of times, I try to evaluate artists in that way. Did they do? They did they hit their mark? And I feel like Cardi B did that. She did. She did much better than um anything Nicki could put out. <laughs> I mean, they they were gonna she, make she on the queen, fam. Anyway, <laughs> she on the queen. Say, watch your mouth. <laughs> what uh, would you say, Auntie, about uh, Cardi? I was saying they was gonna make sure Cardi hit her mark anyway. Like it was like without a doubt. Like she is, she's just an industry plant at this point. Like her success and how fast she blew up, this down the third. Like you yeah. know, big ups to her, uh, her career. But people gotta understand, she's in a machine right now. So that yeah. album, they was gonna make sure that album hit, you know, hit hit yeah. the records, hit the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even if that meant for them to buy the units and shit like that, just so it can get there. Like you know. It was a good. It was don't. I'm don't get me wrong. It was a really good album. Like I was, I was shocked. I thought the shit was gonna flop. Like I, I didn't think she can come back from you know Bodak Yellow, but she yeah. did. You know, congratulations to her. 
Um, I'm not gonna speak on her next album, but that <laughs> did y'all see that video that she just posted today? Uh, probably yesterday. Of her, uh, I yeah, I saw it on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. Um, I wasn't really feeling that, so I'm not really sure where her career going after after you know coming from invasion of privacy to rapping that bullshit that she just made a video of. But we'll see what happens. Oh, after that was it was it just a, like a random video of her just rapping, or was it like it was? I guess it was probably a song she's gonna drop, but it just. It didn't make no sense. Oh, it was a snippet. Okay, I got you. Yeah, it just it, it didn't flow or anything. Like I wasn't impressed. Like her other stuff. So I, I'm. We're gonna see what happens. I think on that snippet, the problem was that I think she used her own flow, and Cardi's not her flow is not that good. She's she's good at taking other people's flows. Yeah, and going with yes, it. Yes, that's why she had writers. That's why she's exactly. In the that's why Atlantic is pushing her. And giving her all the resources she needs, so then that way she can win. And I'm telling you, they're doing a great job of of molding her into an artist. Like I ain't never seen nothing like this. At least not recently. I hadn't with a with a label like taking taking like uh, artists and branding them so well as well. They have Cardi B, like with, from the writers to the flows to the beats they pick for to, to the um appearances she's done. Like it's it's been down to the T. And they actually they don't actually made a star out of her. It's, it's they did. They need to come do something with me, cause, <laughs> <laughs> cause I'm tired of being poor. <laughs> I feel that. I felt that. But uh, I think my uh, the, the next album that was good to me was actually an album that's not as known. If you're not from, you know, Texas, uh, it's a rapper by the name Meg The Stallion, and she. Oh, okay. I know who you're talking about. And she I, I never heard the music, that, but she. Um, that's that. That's that shorty that got the nice old, the nice old breasts, right? And nice breasts, nice legs. Yeah, she. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. She's <laughs> alright. Hey, she's okay. She, but I mean, her her body and her assets come kind of take up for it. Yeah, she. I feel like um, <laughs> she pretty much. She's taking like pretty much what Nicki Minaj says in her raps about like having good pussy and shit, but she puts it in a lyrical way that you don't even care anymore. And she looks much I mean, better. I mean, that's why, because everybody wants, well, not everybody, that's, because some people just don't understand what lyricism is, but the people that do, that's really just all we want. We just want some lyrical shit. I don't give a fuck what you look like. I don't care who flow you you stealing, whatever. Please at least let it be lyrical. Like, I don't want to hear no nursery rhymes. Facts. Toddlers be struggling to even say, like, no, that's not music. I don't feel nothing. What are you saying? Bitch, is King Kong. Yes, Miss King Kong. <laughs> okay, see, look. <laughs> that ain't, that's like, that's like that whole entire, them two couple bars that she do, like, you literally write that on the paper so your kids can learn how to write. Like, that's it. That's all that, that is good for. The funny, not doing that. the funny thing is, is that her stands, her fans try to make it seem like that people who don't like them don't understand them, and they're like literally the most basic bar you can understand is just trash. But so you gotta understand, people. Most stands only listen to one artist, so to them, she probably is the best rapper they listen to because there's not many others. I feel the same with like a lot of Drake fans. I feel like a lot of them don't really listen to lyricists. Drake is probably the most lyrical person they listen to, which, which is why they, which is why they think that they're so hard to understand. Um, I gotta disagree with that. You think so? Completely, yeah. Because they're pop artists. Yeah. And that's why I said people that just be following pop artists, they're not allowed to be in no type of music debates because that's only the people that y'all know. That's the only yeah. people that y'all standing for. Like, 
the like the stands, it's I, they're weird. They they're so strange. Like like you said, they act like that is the only lyrical person out there. But it's more. But because you know they're pop. Oh, I gotta I gotta hop on this wave. I gotta stay on this wave. And even though the wave might you know kill me or whatever, I'm gonna still ride it. Like no, some some of them don't have the knowledge and the understanding and you know, yeah. of, of what music really is. So that's the problem with pop. They're going to migrate to what's popular and then their debates be just be, be so stupid. Because like, they, they don't know anything else. Like, I saw someone on yeah. Twitter say, what has Pusha T done the last five years? I'm like, he going to release three albums. And they were all great. I mean, but he's not pop. That's what they don't understand. He's he's not really mainstream at all. No. Like, not anymore. there's so many people on, right, there's so many people on good music like Sahai, for instance, like bro, I love Sahai. His last hey. album was so dope. And no pun intended. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like they, 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 they're under the impression that because they're not pop, that they're nothing. But the yes. problem is, they are something. They're just not watering down their craft to mold to what everybody wants to hear. They mm-hmm. respect their art and they're doing what they're doing, and that's what people don't understand. Like. The Pusha T argument, oh, Pusha T money ain't long like Drake. That motherfucker made the McDonald's jingle. He is the president of good music. Y'all will sit up here and stand all these pop artists, but you won't go and Google the ones that's not mainstream because it doesn't fit your narrative. No, it doesn't. That is why that's why I, I, I'm, I've i been saying people that want to have these music debates, if your only debate is with pop artists, you don't have no debate because at this point you know nothing else. Period. I mean, if you don't, if, if, be honest with you though. If you don't, if you if you debate the pop artists, I mean, yeah, you can debate them, but if your only argument for them is they make a lot of money and they sell a yeah, lot record sales and all that other stuff, but behind the scenes, a lot of those record sales is being purchased by the label. Yep. Like they're not even getting purchased by people on the street. Like nobody is purchasing albums. Like what? Like how he got units sold? Who is buying albums? You know what? I saw on Drake. I saw on uh, Drake had uh, a guy had tweeted out and said that he saw Drake sold more than push it. All of um, pretty much everybody from Good Music that released the album and he outsold them in like one week. And I was like, how did he outsell them when the physical copy hasn't even dropped yet? Bro, it's, it's literally just streams, and streams don't account for much. I mean. And Anybody. then the other problem is he got two songs up there that already had the stream. Exactly. Yeah. That's what people don't understand either. So his album, like, people like, oh, my God, how the fuck he get all them? St-? Bitch, he dropped God's Plan. That alone probably did a billion. Okay? Yeah. And then he got um, Nice for What? Yep. That already did a billion. So he put that up there just to add more leverage to his album. Because yeah. I really t- only needed them two songs. Them other songs. And him complaining about his son, we ain't need that. Because I, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> nah, we needed that song. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. I, I'm gonna tell you right now. When you really think about it, Drake, Drake knew this because you. Okay, nice for what? The video he had like Yara Shadidi. Uh, the he had famous women in the video, so of course people are gonna watch it. They gave him a lot of streams. Okay, then you have Almost Set. He put the grassy in it. People are gonna watch that. God's plan. He gave a million dollars out to people. People are gonna watch that. So he, they don't even care about the songs. They watch the video, but the videos go towards the streams, which go towards the sales. And yes, like that, all that is already factored in. But, you know, that's why I said 
y'all that like pop music, y'all can't debate nothing because y'all don't know anything. Y'all y'all don't research nothing. Y'all just sitting up here like, oh, he a pop artist and he got one bitch. How he get them streams? How he, how how the fuck you buy an album that ain't even out yet? Please explain that. Y'all don't <laughs> y'all don't know nothing. So like I said, cheap pop artist out the boardroom because the niggas is machines. They don't matter. Big facts, big facts. Hey, she sounding like a, a female Joe Budden right now. She is going hard. I ain't going to stunt. When she was talking about Atlantic and talking about um Cardi B, I thought that in my head. <laughs> she sounded just like Joe oh, Budden. Oh, and it's so funny because me and you Joe are Joe Budden. Jersey, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You Joe Budden. Shout out to Amigos. I, sometimes I be feeling like him, but people don't be understanding. But you know what? When you enjoy something and – you know, you're discussing it, and people yeah. don't really understand it. It's kind of frustrating, but it's like, yeah. you don't hear my fucking point regardless, but... but I ain't mad know, at like, you. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's, I don't understand. I get just as passionate when it comes about rap. When I'm talking, but when I've realized lately, I've, I've realized lately there's certain people you can't talk to about that, and that's why I keep myself from, you know, burning myself out. Otherwise, you'll, you'll flame out trying to t- com- tell, explain to them why things are the way they are in rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they never gonna understand unless they follow the unless they follow the genre and not you know just don't follow music. Period. Yeah. So, uh, our next topic probably gonna be our last topic on music. Uh, my favorite artist, uh, Future, just dropped the mixtape called Beast Mode Two. Uh, uh-huh. I, 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 you know, of course, I'm gonna love it because I'm a Future stand. But what, what do you guys think about it? I'm gonna just keep it hot. I ain't listened to it yet. Um, please don't, please don't get on me. Like I gotta, I gotta have a clear mental space to take in these albums, and my mental space has not been clear. So future is on the back burner until next week. I'm not mad. So, at least he's nah. honest. At least he's honest. Yeah. You, you can't listen to future in a bad mental state. He'll drag you down with him. <laughs> I mean, you can't listen to no music in a bad mental state. No, like, you, ain't gonna be able to, you ain't gonna be able to digest it properly. Exactly. So that's why I'm like, you know what? Let me not even try to listen to it because I'm, I'm just, I, I don't know what the fuck is going on. But y'all can debate this one. <laughs> I listened to it and I liked it. I thought it was cool. I didn't think it was the best future project. Far from his worst. I just thought it was. I felt like it would. It was what it was. Um, future said, "Yeah, I want a mixtape before the album." It was like, it was like, yeah. So he just gave us some throwaways, and that's what probably one through five on the. On the mixtape, Beast Mode Two sounded like sounded like songs that were good, but he said these ain't good enough, so I'm just gonna put them in the vault. The last three songs, uh, some more, hate the real me, and um, when I think about it, is that what it was? It was something like that. it was a name, something like that. Those last three songs, they actually sounded pretty unique. Sounded like something that Future probably could have made something out of, but he, I find whatever reason, he scrapped them. But the rest, but you know, over, I didn't, there was no songs on it I really disliked. Well, the song with Young Scooter, I did not like this song. Tell you, Dodo, is that what it's called? Yeah, Dodo. Yeah, I did not like Dodo, but that was probably the only song on there I disliked. Everything else was either cool or good. Uh, I mean, I didn't, I did not dislike any song on there. But of course, I'm biased. My ears are biased. I'm a like future, probably regardless. Yeah. Uh. I think my favorite, yeah. Well, I know. Thank you. My favorite song on there was "31 Days." That shit, yes. That shit was playing. Uh, I said, that? I said that shit didn't really move me. I don't know. It, like I remember you said, I remember you compared it to like you said it was feel like it was the March Madness of that tape. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't really hear that myself. 
I ain't really, I ain't really feel like Future really saying anything on there. Which, you no, know, some people think Future don't ever say anything on any of his music. But you know, sometimes Future be pretty profound. Like man. He, he, he be saying some shit sometimes. Man, I didn't if really you go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead. I was say, I didn't really feel that on Thirty One Days. I didn't know. Um, some a lot of people like Blue Tent. Is it no, not Blue Tent. It was Blue another Rax. song, Blue Racks. I'm thinking about um Scorpion. People say a couple people told me like they thought Blue Racks was their favorite song. I'm like, it's I don't know. This sound like a generic future song to me. That's what both. That's what both of them songs sounded like to me. They sound like a generic cookie cutter um future song that he just generated out of you know he could do in his sleep. I feel like Man. future can make those songs in his sleep. I mean, I feel like Blue. I don't feel like uh on Thirty One Days he was just trying to like talk. Cause I feel like he let um the last song hate the real me yeah but I feel like thirty one days is just like yo this a bop you know what I mean yeah. but hate the real me man hey I think future might be a little uh <laughs> depressed or something cause uh that's an understatement man I mean I'm gonna stand regardless but he 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 was he he came out the first line was pretty much like hold. Let me stop and see if this see what this man got going on. The chorus like I'm trying to get high as I can. That's that's right there is a red flag. Yeah. Then I think the first verse was like, <laughs> uh, open up a seal, don't feel me, show it out of public, show the real me. I was like, Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, that music that spoke to me. Now it ain't speak to me as in I do drugs. I'm trying to get high as I can. Nah, I'm a, I ain't I ain't with future at I'm far <laughs> from that. I just I just like a lot of times well, I'm a great artist. Are able to make you feel them, even if you ain't been through what they've been through. Yeah. Or if you, even if you're in the same situation as them. And future is one. I think that's why people love future so much. Is because even though we don't experience what he experiences, he tells it and says it in a way that makes us feel like, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, yeah. Because um, he's done it multiple times. He's done it with um, deeper than the ocean. Of course, coding crazy, and I hate the real shit. Meaning. Um, know the real meaning. Yeah, know the real meaning. Um. Oof. Man, it, he does it so much that we kind of expect it and we just vibe with it. But I don't think a lot of people actually break down his lyrics. Um, no. Because I, I hate the real me, man. It's just the stuff that he was saying. Of course, the shit box. But at the same time, you know, my mama's stressing out. Say the, she say these drugs got me. I ain't been the same since that nigga shot me. Come on now, man. That, that, we, we need to have a, we need to have a discussion about that. But see, it's not, <laughs> but see, it's, it's not much to discuss. Other than it, it, like it's like future isn't someone you like break down and analyze, so to speak. What he says is what he means, and I think that's what resonates so well. He's just, it's like raw emotion, put it like that. Yeah, kind of like Tupac. Like Tupac wouldn't know about you analyze. He was just like raw emotion. Not saying future is Tupac, but they that's how they present stuff to us in a um, more straightforward fashion. That's why nobody really like break down future lyrics. It's obvious that he's in pain. It's obvious that he's feeling bad and hates himself and all that. And uh, but I don't think people realize how good he is at putting words together. It's just like expressing himself, so to speak. Yeah, but man. I thought those. I thought that song was a great song. Yeah. I thought the two before were good. Everything else, I felt like it was just something just future like I, just like side projects. Like, but you, I don't, you know, I, I went crazy about the beats. Like, don't, the beats weren't bad. It was just like, you know, they were just there, in my opinion. And I feel like Future was just there on those songs. Like, that was the first, that was first time in a while. I just thought, like, right, yeah, I could probably skip this. But, but I didn't. You, you know something, though? I feel like um, you're not the only one that feels like that. I think a lot of people feel like that, especially when he um, collaborates with um, Beethoven. 
Yeah. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, um, Zay Tobin has fallen off a lot, you know, from his prime years. I feel like, but I feel for some reason, whenever he collaborates with Future, Zay Tobin gives his best beat, but Future doesn't give his best work. work you know, yeah, yeah the Wi-Fi lit. I was like, like I, I see what you're trying to do here, Future, but I wasn't lit. That, that, that's 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 based down to it. I don't think Wi-Fi lit would come on. I'd be like, oh, like jumping up and down to it. I don't know what it was. I just I just didn't feel it. I yeah, just, but, but the songs weren't like that's basically what they say it. Just I, the songs weren't bad. But I just didn't feel it. Yeah, because uh, you know, he um dropped the soundtrack for um Superfly, and that sound. I'm not gonna say the soundtrack was better. Nah, because fam. It I think that soundtrack was better. It was better. I'm uh, I'm thinking, yeah, that soundtrack was better. That soundtrack was good. All them songs on there, they were all going. The Man, soundtrack they, was fine. It was it was better than the um, Black Panther one to me. Yeah, it, it actually was. You know, I'm a I'm a big Kendrick fan, but I even I thought I even I thought the Superfly soundtrack was better. It's just that I I mean I feel like the reason I just I mean I love the soundtrack I just feel like the reason it's not as good as the mixtape is because I know the uh, purpose for the soundtrack was specifically tying into the movie. Yeah, I mean, I mean Beast Mode Two was just throwaways, so it makes sense that Beast Mode Two was not better than that soundtrack. That's something that Future put time and effort into. But uh, yeah, so that's pretty much gonna wrap up our uh, music portion of the. Okay. You know what? Hold on one second. Uh, before we get off our are any of you guys anticipating the um future album? Because he teased an album coming up, hopefully before the end of the year. I mean, another one. Yeah, this is this yeah. was just throwaways. So yeah, yeah, I asked what album though. You know, I'm always ready for so music, he, future music. What he drop a mixtape? Yeah, that was a mixtape. It was a nine song mixtape. Oh, it was a mixtape. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. It wasn't it wasn't an album. It was a mixtape. Oh, yeah. niggas was talking about his album. I'm like, okay. See, those um, are the niggas you don't need to follow because they don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> I'm, fast. I'm like, okay, but um, I, I don't know. I have I have to listen to this one before I can expect another one. Like, I mean, I, hey, like, I don't know. And that's the thing about it. Like, they himself are used for throwaways, so to speak. So just listen but don't to this. He do that, but don't he do that, though? Don't he drop a mixtape and then drop? A... No, he don't do that, do he? No, um, he, he just released music all the time. Put it like that. That's the best way to explain okay. it. He yeah, release shit all the time. Yeah, because uh, okay, yeah, I- after that, um, yeah, the last time he just like did mistake after mistake after mistake, then album and killed the year was 2015. You know, after the thing with him and Sierra, he had to get some shit off his chest. So I think that's the reason he did that. But I mean, lately, you know, he hasn't had you know a reason to just drop release. music like that. So. I mean, but I, of course, I'm always expecting new new future on um, music albums, mixtape songs, whatever. I'm I'm always searching out there. Well, you a fan, so that's expected. Yeah, I just hope I just you know like I like future myself. So it's if you release something, as long as it's good, I'm, I'm ready for it. Like I said, I'm not gonna Beast Mode Two didn't change anything for me. I ain't more excited or less excited. Yeah, it didn't it didn't change anything for me either. But of course, whenever someone says future's gonna drop, I'm I'm excited. So my my expectations are high. You know, um, the last two albums he dropped were fucking fantastic with Future and Hendrix. And I'm trying to see if he's going to do better or worse, you know, because I'm going to keep it 100. If he does worse, I'm going to say if he does better, I'm going to say it. So I'm looking forward to it. But uh, on to our next topic. Uh, a lot of things been going on and I guess you say the social life, the social aspect, you know, especially on Twitter. I've seen a, uh, a lot of topics. So I think that we just talk about 
hypocrisy among men and women in today's society. Like, uh, the double standards and stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, like, okay. So, the reason I was thinking about this was I saw on Twitter a guy tweeted, uh, ladies, if your man um, that you were dating had a 90-day rule that said um, in the first 90 days he didn't want to spend money, would you be okay with that and would you still date him? And, of course, you got the birds chirping saying, no, he cheap and blah, blah, blah. So I replied, and I was like, um, you were, you were, so you would feel the same way if he said he didn't want to do that. If you offered the 90-day rule, such as no sex within first, in the first 90 days. And, man, the birds got the chirping. I'm talking about, they were talking about sex and money ain't the same thing. And I was like, Lord, sex. Jesus. I was like, money is much more valuable than sex. And oh, you know, they got them upset, especially prostitute Twitter. Wait, 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 wait. It's, it's a section of Twitter for prostitutes. Yes, sex workers and shit. Yes, it, it definitely yes. is. Hmm. Yes, they, they hmm. found my Twitter and they were upset. Like they, they, and it was like I was like, I can't pay rent with pussy. I can't. You know, buy food with pussy. You're, they're like, a woman does And, you know, the funny thing is, they didn't even know what the hell they were talking about because I was specifically saying that a man doesn't have to spend money in the first 90 days and that is his thing. And it should be respected the same way a woman doesn't have to have sex within the first 90 days. And sh- it should be respected. If a, the person, their partner does not want to deal with that, they have the right to leave. But at the same time, they have the right to respect them. Yeah. And they, they weren't seeing that. They were seeing is they're saying that a woman should have to fuck a dude within the first 90 days. And I was like, that wasn't the topic at hand. Because no, but she see, doesn't. But see, that's what I thought you were advocating, so to speak. I, I don't see how because I never worded that, it that way. It's, it's called reading between the lines. But that's... Anyway. And, drawing, and drawing, you know, drawing conclusions on their own. But... I agree. If that's you know, that's anybody's wishes. It don't even have to be money. It could be anything for the first ninety days, or or just for in general, maybe like ever. Like if someone says I feel this way, then you have every right to not be with them. Exactly. But, and it shouldn't be wrong. Like you shouldn't expect somebody something out of somebody if they tell you up front they don't want to be with you. Now I'm gonna tell you, just like uh, being just like if a woman says tell a man they're gonna hold off for ninety days. If you a man tell somebody you're gonna hold off for ninety days on spending something. You you're most likely gonna walk away empty-handed because that per that woman or that man is not gonna stay around. But you gotta res- you gotta respect their wishes though. Which uh, yeah, which I don't understand why they wouldn't stay because I mean if if, if it's what he holds valuable to him, it, it shouldn't matter. Like it's not just about the money or the sex. It's about their views and what they you know what they hold and it's, what yeah. their morals and stuff. You people you don't care about morals. morals. People don't care about morals. Fam, it's 2018. What are morals? What, how do you feel about that, Auntie? About that whole situation? Um, I mean, it's just clear that women are more concerned. I'm not even going to call them women. I'm just going to call them bitches. <laughs> bitches. Are more concerned with what a man can do for her more than what they can do for him. So a bitch getting mad because he wants to wait 90 days to spend money on it, it just goes to show what her mind is with him. Now, if he was to, like, if she was to say, like, let me backtrack. When he says that to her, she's going to get upset. Now, when she goes and be like, oh, I have a 90-day rule, she expects him to respect what she says. Mm -hmm. Now, 
that makes no sense to me. How are y'all trying to build and there's no balance on both sides? Yeah. It's very selfish. And a lot of bitches is like that. So, I mean, like like y'all was saying, he got a 90-day rule. You can respect it or you can leave. Mm-hmm. Period. If she got a 90-day rule, you can respect it or you can leave because a 90-day rule ain't shit, honestly. Nah, to be real with you. You hold out 90 days of sex, he gonna get it, and he can still leave. So what the fuck did that even do? You just wasted three months of your life yeah. that you can't get back. Yeah. You know? And it makes no sense. Now, he can, you know, wait 90 days to go buy you a hot meal because you hungry. And he can he can dip after that because he finally, you know, had a real conversation with you over dinner. And he realized you really an airhead. Like, bitches change when they eat. <laughs> when they finally got a nigga to, yeah. when they finally got a nigga that'll pay for them to go out to eat, like they change. Like he he done got you a meal, y'all went to dinner, y'all was texting for a couple days, and then your whole attitude changed. See, I'll in women's defense, I'll probably say that most of them are programmed to think that way. As in, they're programmed to think that men are obligated to spend money on them. That's the patriarchy. Women are they're have entitled, it, yeah. and it makes no sense how women. Mm-hmm. Bitches feel this sense of entitlement when majority majority of them that think this way have no nothing to offer, absolutely nothing. If you have a bitch that has a lot to offer, a bitch like me ain't expecting you know a nigga to um to be you know cashing out, and I'm not gonna be needing certain things from this nigga. Like I'm not even gonna. It's it's to the point where I won't even ask him for nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not entitled. Whatever you can do, I can do it. Yeah. I can go, I can take my damn self to dinner. I can fuck myself. I can buy me some sex toys to fuck myself. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, but I, I feel you. the truth. I feel you. You know? So, but, you know, a lot of women that, a lot of bitches that, you know, don't, can't do what I do, they feel that sense of entitlement because they don't have nothing else to do. They don't have no other options. Yeah. Period. Which, so... I mean, you know, bitches is going to do what bitches do. You know what I'm saying? And women going to do what women do. A 90-day rule ain't shit. Period. You wait 90 days, he gone. You wait 90 days to eat, you gone. He gone. Like, what y'all waiting for? This, the, the shit that's so funny, though, is because it's like, these are the same ones that you'd be like, what do you bring to the table? And they'd be like, I am the table. Right. right like, okay, so <laughs> what else? Okay, if you're the table, what is on your table that you bringing? What kind of baggage do you have on your table? That I need to know Kids. about. Which is not a bad Kids. thing. But I mean, no, no, no. It's not a bad thing. It's only a bad thing when you have an uncontrollable baby father. That's the that's the bad part yeah. about it. So, but you got kids. You got debt. You got um, crazy exes. You barely got money. You working on your college degree. You can't hold the job down. Like, it's you don't listen. That's a big one. You don't listen. Yeah. You know, and you you really probably don't cook. You don't really clean a house because you don't you don't follow you know gender roles and shit like that. And it's, it's just like there's no balance. A lot of these bitches don't have no balance. Like yeah, you are the table, but you might be the table. He might be the leg. Right. Yeah. I like which that. Mean, which which ba- basically means like you are nothing. Without him, and that's most of these bitches out here. And, and, and that's funny because, like, like with, with, when a man has everything and he really doesn't need a woman for much, they hate that because the women are so used to them being the biggest thing. And a man, they, I mean, I guess they're so used to attracting trash. Like, for me, an instance, a woman comes with me, 
And um, she was like, what do you have to offer? Well, I'm like, I I, I can offer anything that you don't have. Because for, for me, honestly, there's there's not nothing that I would need, you know, per se, specifically or materialistic from a woman. I have my own car, have my own career. You know, I, I do things like that. I can cook for myself. So, you know, if a woman can't even offer the bare minimum, then what 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 do I need you for? But for a man, they the bare minimum just won't cut it. A woman needs this. He needs that. He has to have uh, life insurance with a 500K policy, with a, <laughs> a three-bedroom house, with two cars, and, you know. And that's because society has taught women, and even us men, that we're supposed to be the providers, which means that when you're a provider, that means you're giving more than the other side because you're providing. Yeah. That's, that's how that's Get the out of here with them, them slave gender roles, all right? Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's yeah. what it is. It, that's that southern shit. And th- that's that shit. And I'm I'm sorry, and it irritates my fucking soul. I mean, you can see it in movies and TV shows. Like it's everywhere. Like, right. Those like that, it. It's it's in this economy. Y'all y'all really trying to do this in this economy? The average person can't even afford a two bedroom house, and y'all up here talking about you want fucking gender roles. Like a man has to uh pay all the rent. A man has to pay all the rent. He got to pay the electrical bills. He got to pay. He got to buy groceries. He got to pay your car note. How y'all doing all this on fifteen dollars an hour? That's why it's like drug dealers. Just for her to stay at home and cook spaghetti with uh parsley. Look, look. <laughs> hey man, parsley. Gender roles. Hey, parsley hot fam. If a lot of these people don't have careers. A lot of these people um, are barely making it. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Um, it, it's, it's rough out here, you know? Yeah. And there's, there's no reason to why, you know, that's why a lot of relationships don't last because of the burden of, of money. So when you have a, a, a man and you're expecting him to pay all of this, this shit, and you're barely paying anything, do you really think your relationship is going to last? Nope. No, because now you're putting all of this burden on him, and now he's stressed out. Now y'all arguing every day. You know, he going to work all day. You know, you working part-time. The house dirty. You know, this, that, and third, and he providing. It's like... At least a resentment. It does, and uh, it leaves a lot of damaged men, and then it leaves... I'm getting mad now because you done damaged him, and now somebody else like me got to come and fix it. But I don't want to fix it. I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? It's not fair. So it's like, instead of you sitting up here trying to, you know, do gender roles and, you know, having him have all the burden and, and, you know, shit like that, be fair. Have balance. Like, this in this economy... One person might be able to afford a two-bedroom house. Like, I know for a fact, out here in a nice neighborhood, a two-bedroom apartment is going for over two bands. All right? Yeah. Absolutely no way am I putting all of my money in an apartment just so I can be struggling. I'm sorry. It, it doesn't make sense. So, if an apartment is two bands and, you know, your man making probably over two bands, maybe close to three, what sense does that make to have him put all his money into y'all living expenses? Well, see, that's that's the selfish nature of the whole. You gotta do this. You gotta do that for me in order for us to be together. Exactly. It, it's selfish. You know what? That ain't even the worst part. We got some women out here that uh, you take them out on the date, you buy them some food, and they're like, "All right, can you buy my kids something to eat?" Excuse me, what? Like, <laughs> I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't never been in that situation. <laughs> hey man, yeah, I don't, I don't talk to a lot of birds, man. <laughs> 
Like I don't even know your kids. I, and, and then she she um come as with if you're gonna talk to me or date me, you have to accept me and my kids. Okay, but what does that have to do with me buying them food? I'm not their father. I, I'm not. I have no obligation to you or your kids. But you know, I, I'll if you know what I mean. It's like I can see if I met them or something like that. I'm like, make sure your kids. At least let me offer it. Don't um just be like, yo, go take me, go get something, get get my kids something to eat, and expect me to pay for it. Like, don't you didn't even give me the option. You meal plan at that point. Exactly. Like, like now, nah, I just feel like you're using me. Which um, it brings me to my next point is that women have standards and men have standards. Um, do you feel like men and women have um, different standards per person? Because I feel like, I mean, th- what I mean by that, elaborate. What I mean by that is, um, like, okay, say you have this random female and she's like, I need to do this six five with. Six pad, dark skin, you know, stuff like that. And she'll curve the average dude. However, if a motherfucker like, you know, Kevin Hart or, you know, some shit that doesn't meet her standards, she will lower them because of his, his fame and his money. I'm yep. saying, do you feel like standards really don't matter? It just matters on the person. Or the price that, you mean. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think a lot of people can be bought, so to speak. I know as bad as that sound. I feel like a lot of people will bend the rules and bend the standards of what they will or will not accept if somebody got money. Like, for instance, if a woman that looked like Oprah Winfrey hollered at me, but, she, but didn't have Oprah Winfrey money, nah. Not, but if Oprah Winfrey says something to me, man, Tay. Man, I'm not man, pulling out. Man. But, <laughs> I'm not pulling out. <laughs> but that's a money thing, though. I will say this. I think... um. Yeah, I feel you know people's standards do change, depending on um, money wise. But as far as I think, a lot of times you have to have flexible flexible standards because you're not gonna find anybody who fits that mold perfectly. If you try to do that, you're either gonna not find them, you're gonna find them and they're gonna be with somebody else, or you're gonna find them and they're gonna end up being a terrible person. Mm-hmm. So you gotta be in. You gotta you gotta be a little flexible with um your standards, or what you're looking for in somebody. Otherwise, you'll never find what you're trying to get. What you think, Auntie? Um, we see it all the time. Um, people people have standards, but you know, you you can have a chick that wants you know a um, a career minded. You know, motherfucker that got money to stand third, but she'll go and fuck this hood nigga that don't have a pot to piss in, and now all of a sudden she in love with him. So people's standards flop. Yeah. Um, I it it just it just amazes me. Um, and I think people that have standards they expect too much, so they have these standards, but their standards don't never go the way that they want to go. See, I think I think you can have realistic standards. A lot of them's not. Yeah. I'm thank you for saying that. A lot of them is very unrealistic. Yeah. Um, that's why um, I don't have. Uh, well, I'm not gonna say I I have standards. You probably have preferences, have, not standards. Yeah, I, yeah, I was getting ready to say that. Like, I don't have a preference because you know, like I've you know, in my younger days, you know, I had you know my 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 preferences. Like, you know, I want I want. I was like literally building a nigga in my head. I'm like, <laughs> where he at? <laughs> where is he at? I ain't never find him. 
So it's more so like people don't know how to talk to people. That's another problem. Yep. So, you know, as you talk to people and shit like that, like you realize that your preferences and your standards might be a little bit different. Like you might think that your standards were so high and then you actually like come down to earth and you talk to somebody. You're like, damn, this motherfucker is actually more compatible with me than somebody that has high standards. So people with high stand, like when you make it into a situation of high standards, nine times out of 10, you're not compatible with that. person. Mm-hmm. It's more than likely based on look. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I feel like a lot of sta- people's standards are superficial, which is why they end up with terrible people or they end up with people who are, have nothing to do with, who are nothing like them. And that's why the relationship doesn't work. I feel like if they were, if their standards were more around, I got to date somebody who is honest. So that means they wouldn't lie to me. So if, they, if that was their standard and if somebody lied to them, they'd be like, okay, I got to get away from this person. But your standard is being somebody being tall. So when they do lie to you, you just like, uh, it's okay. He's tall. I'll stay with him. That's, that was, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I feel like. Bare minimum. Yeah. They ain't even bare minimum. Like he fits, he fits their criteria, but it's the wrong criteria. It's too. It's too yeah. Like I don't feel like people know. What they want in a person as they in don't. their personality, and that's why a lot of people settle. Yeah, they do. They don't. I feel like they really don't know what kind of person they want. They know how they want them to look in their heads, but I don't think many people sit down and think to themselves, "What do should? What kind of behavior? What kind of personality should I expect from my, my um, significant other?" And that's why they. She is hot. Yeah, this you know what? Why couples don't last? Because I'm telling you, I always tell people like people. I think somebody had told me that that was probably the worst advice I could have given. Like, it's good to be alone. Yeah. So you can actually understand yourself and know what you like, behaviors and stuff like that, and it gives you time to recollect on the people that you've been with, their behaviors, knowing what you want and what you don't want, this, that, and third. But people jump relationship to relationship, bed to bed. They don't have time to do that. Yeah. So it's people, if you don't know yourself, you're not going to know what you want, period. And that seems cliche, but that's 100% fact. Because if you sit there and you evaluate your last relationship, you're like, where did it go wrong? What did I not like about this person? If you actually assess your last relationship, when you meet somebody and you see that same behavior or you see them same attributes, you'll know to back up and move on. And that's not being damaged. That's just being smart. If one mm-hmm. person did you wrong yes. a certain way and the ex person you go to and they're behaving the same way, you're like, no, I ain't got to put up with this. I know where this is going to lead. And you just move on before you even get hurt again. Some, like people that. Be lonely. They do. People, yeah. some people be lonely. Some people be lonely. And that, that's what, like, being lonely is what gonna cause more damage and it's like bro it is perfectly okay to be alone like it's perfectly okay to have hoes like if you want to fuck them go ahead but like to jump into a relationship knowing that you're not even mentally ready for one leave it alone because now you're gonna fuck him up and now you're gonna send him out in the world and other people gotta deal with it like just sit your ass down and realize what you did wrong but accountability does not exist with 90% of women. So, like, what can you expect? You got yeah. damaged women walking around, damaged men walking around, like, at this point in time, like, I don't want to fuck with nobody. Like, nigga, you're, you're damaged good. And I don't even want to have a conversation with you. And he might not be, but to not have the headache, bro, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, because I had... <laughs> I don't even want to get attacked. I, I had a um girl text me, and she was like, hey, and I was like, what? Like, we, we I don't talk to you anymore. Like you blocked me on social media and stuff, and she was like, <laughs> "Well, you know, I was I was in an insecure relationship." Okay, what what? Like, first of all, that is not an excuse. 
Wait, well, hold on. Insecure as in insecure. Um, the, um, you know, the the guy is like you're trying to talk to every dude. That, oh, yeah. She okay, can't I, have male friends or anything like that. Oh, okay. I thought you. I thought you were referencing the show Insecure. I'm like, oh no, she, no. I'm like, what she no, got going no. on? <laughs> no, and it, so she was in an abusive relationship. Cut the shit. She was in an abusive relationship. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I I ain't want to go that far, but you know, my thing is, it's like you put yourself into that because you allow this guy. Because they were staying together, and I take that back. They weren't staying together. He was staying with her. Mm. She couldn't have. She couldn't even have friends on PlayStation because he'd be like, "You trying to fuck him?" And it's like, you sat here and you dealt with this, and you gave off bad energy because every time he would come around, you would try to hide our friendship, you know, and things like that. So you can't be upset with me for not wanting to speak to you because of the way that you reacted. You you, you dealt with an immature guy. And you put that um, energy towards me, and I wasn't fit to deal with. I wasn't in a relationship with him, so why in the hell would I allow you to come in, in and out of my life whenever he's not around? That's stupid, man. It's probably because ain't no telling what, she, what, he, what he would do if she found if well, he found out. I mean, she 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 no. The crazy thing is, she broke up with him, and she she was like, "I just needed the dick," and it's like, "Well, go ahead, Tweety Bird." I mean, but. I'm not. I'm not finna continue to associate myself with you because you're uh, not mature enough for me to even have a friendship with you because your mindset is so young and trash. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, it's not even just women though, because I've seen men expect women to have some have some high standards. Like, um, actually, I saw a tweet today. A guy was like, "Um, ladies, would you rather have a guy with four kids, no job, and staying?" With his baby mama's like when that whichever one kiss him after go to the next one, or would you have a guy with a good job and um you know, but he stays with his mom, he doesn't have any kids but he stays with his mom, and like the women were like, what the fuck, and he and he, she was like, why would I choose either of them? And and he was like, so it's wrong something wrong with both of them, and she was like, yeah, and he was like, your standards are high, and I got I was like, yo, this nigga, what the fuck are you talking about, like. Look what you just said. Like, no one wants a grown man that still stays with his parents, no matter what type of job he got, unless he's either taking care of her or he's saving up for something better. Those are the only two. And yeah. no guy, woman wants a guy with kids that's staying with his baby mamas and with no job. Like, come on. Like, you know what I mean? He's pushing this narrative that the, the good women don't want, and he's fucking... I'm going to um, say this. I get you saying. You're basically saying that he's trying to uh, say that women should take us... As we are, regardless of the situation. Yeah, which is completely no. bullshit. No, which is some bullshit. No. <laughs> like the no. the she's gay is like what 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 dumb bitch would just be like? Uh, I take what I can get. No, I mean if like that, no one is saying you have to settle for that. If a man, I can see if a man was pushing himself to be better, and you can see if you can help him grow, then that's perfectly fine. Well, if a man is like, you got to take me as I am, but not take me at all, girl, you ain't got to deal with it. Leave. No, you really don't. I think a lot of women don't realize that because they go back to the standards. Just because somebody treats you well doesn't mean you have to be with them because they might not be better in themselves. And exactly. on the flip side, if someone treating you wrong, but they actually have something, you don't have to be with them. You can, you can find somebody who is actually trying to be something and will treat you right. But a lot of women feel like they have to sacrifice one or the other. Because men make them, men make it seem like you're not gonna find both. You can find both. They don't. They just don't, 
That's the um. Women just don't want to admit they make wrong choices when it comes to men. I ain't trying to hear that philosophical yeah. shit you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, just, they, they just don't want to. <laughs> they make wrong decisions all the time. And they just don't want to be responsible for them. Yeah. That's your fault. Ain't nobody tell you to take that nigga. That nigga been living at his mama house for 20 years. And you thought that you thought it was good. He was good enough for you to be with. Like, he don't even want to do better. But you don't want to say, oh, no, I'm good. Like, are you lonely? Wasn't you sneak it. You sneaking in his mama house at three o'clock in the morning to get right. some gig, but you don't see nothing wrong with that. And you're complaining. Like, how do you complain about something that you allow? Like, yeah. no, that's your fault. <laughs> that's on you, baby girl. Why you say, "Oh, the dick was good." Well, there you have it. Sex will change the way a female handles a situation. Status change. It, everything changes, and it's disgusting. All it took was this was broke nigga dick for you to. Just have no standards, no morals, and just lose focus on everything. Girl, bye. Keep it. And, Keep it. And then get on Twitter and call all men trash, even though you allowed right. the trash into your, your life. I mean, I mean, well, both of y'all are trash, and they need to be taken out. I digress. <laughs> I think people need to find a cure for loneliness. I feel like a lot of people. That's the reason why they're so dependent on being in a relationship is because when they're by themselves, they don't really have any hobby or interest to keep them entertained. And I think that's why they so crave to be with somebody so they can talk to them, feed off of what makes them fun so they can have fun. And that's because, like, me personally, like I, like, I don't have to be in a relationship. I have stuff I like to do in my free time. So not being, not having somebody to talk to doesn't, wouldn't bother me. But for those who don't have anything to do, like, they just, they just, they live, basically, they live to be with somebody, then yeah, they're going right. to they hate that, me alone. They're going to hate me not, not being in a relationship. That's valid, though. Like, honestly, like, it's okay to be alone, but also, too, like, while, while you're doing your alone shit, you got to kind of find something that will, um, like, you need an outlet. Like, yeah. I don't like really putting this out there, but, like, I was in a, an abusive relationship before I moved back home with my parents, and that shit broke me. It broke me, but I learned how to be alone, learned, you know, certain, you know, mm-hmm. shit and whatnot, and then I decided to focus basically what I was learning negative ne- negative shit that I was learning while I was in that relationship I put that into something positive which is my own personal podcast mm-hmm. building my brand yeah so mm-hmm. you have to like when you're in a situation like if you're in a situation like that and or if you're lonely you have to find another outlet and I tell people that all the time like you know y'all might be going through stuff but y'all got to kind of find an outlet because that energy that y'all keeping, y'all going to be miserable. And nobody wants to be miserable. And don't nobody want to deal with a miserable person no. at all. So y'all got to find an outlet, you know, to put that energy and to, like, I'm telling you, you do, you can do something great with that negative energy. And you put it into something positive. Yeah. But a lot of people is lazy like that, though. Like, they just mm-hmm. not, you know. Or like you said, people. they don't know themselves, so they don't know what they like. Right. Exactly. So it's like, you know, it's. It might work. It might not work. I mean, I, I hope it do, but if it don't, then you just got some more figuring shit out to do, and, and that's just it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so we're pretty much getting close to the end of the podcast. Uh, Auntie, you got any topic you want to discuss real quick? Hell no. I've been talking all day. This is my second episode. I'm tired. I see. Nah, I ain't got anything, man. All right, then. Well, that pretty much wraps up the first episode of the Reality Check. I'd like to thank my homeboy from the Problematic Posse, Jordan. 
You should also check out this podcast. Yo. At the <laughs> you check out this podcast. <laughs> and um Auntie, you can check out her podcast. Their podcasts are the uh Auntie Block and um uh, oh shit, I can't think of your name. Uh Popular Demand. Popular Demand and Auntie's Block. Make sure you check out there, subscribe to them, and that's the reality shit for the week. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Hey. I might take off on you peons and go with